Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox. I would like to welcome you to the Sunday Book Review. The Sunday Book Review is the series where I discuss books which impact the compliance practitioner, the legal professional, and the business professional. I hope you will enjoy this episode. July 6, 2020, the White House Memoirs Edition. And today's selection comes from the Wall Street Journal book section bookshelf of Christopher Buckley on White House. The White House Years by Henry Kissinger. A memoir of over 1,500 pages can be forgiven on the condition that it is riveting. And this book still is. It was one of my favorite books when it came out, and it still is. The prose has both gravitas and grace. The basic challenge to the Nixon administration around Vietnam was how to withdraw as an expression of policy and not simply of an American collapse. There are antidotes, such as an aid to Canadian Prime Minister Pierre Trudeau being rendered almost incoherent with rage when a White House advance man decides on his own to redecorate the Canadian Prime Minister's office in a color scheme that is more flattering to President Nixon. The book takes a look at both the foilables and duplicity of Nixon. In 1972, he was a leader who had won 61% of the popular vote but cut himself off from his own people. Number two, Witness to Power by John Ehrlichman. Of course, Ehrlichman was the Nixon aide who later went to prison for his role in the Watergate scandal. And indeed, details of the story are jaw-dropping even 40 years later. H.R. Halderman tells Ehrlichman that Nixon wants a taping system in the old laws to demonstrate the foreign policy initiatives were those of the president and not Henry Kissinger's. Well, that turned out well. J. Edgar Hoover alerted him to a fake rumor that Halderman and Ehrlichman and their assistant Dwight Chapin were all lovers. Hoover downplayed the investigation into the Pentagon Papers because Daniel Ellsberg's father-in-law was a toy manufacturer who distributed toys to the children of FBI agents. All very strange. Probably as strange as the Nixon administration itself. Next up, Around the World with LBJ by James Cross. As the commander of Air Force One and the director of the White House military office during Johnson's presidency, James Cross had a ground-level and high-level view of the president. His lively and likable memoir makes the reader keenly grateful not to have Cross's job or anyone else who worked under the downright cruel uh, LBJ. Cross was nevertheless devoted to him. The book opens on the day the Secretary of Defense, uh, Robert McNamara, uh, resigned formally. The Pentagon elevator carrying him and the president uh, got stuck between floors. The PA system failed during a driving rainstorm. And then to top it off, the president's umbrella malfunctioned on his way to his limo, and he got soaked. It was the karmatic trifecta of Vietnam-era dysfunction in the Johnson administration. The book concludes with LBJ's funeral, and Nixon's chief of staff, Halderman, refused to send a military jet to take William Westmoreland to the funeral. But... The author was able to get a plane, and Halderman was furious. So more dysfunction continued at the top. And finally, 
from George H.W. Bush and Brent Skrokoff, A World Transformed. This is the of uh, Bush pair, the elder, and the foreign policy when America was actually a trusted ally. So one might even want to put it in the nostalgia category. But nevertheless, it's a good remembrance of things past, and it can actually work. This month on The Compliance Life, I'm featuring Scott Sullivan, the CCICO at Newport Mining. Scott's journey to the CCO chair is fascinating. He's got lots of good information for you if you're moving up that way or if you're already sitting in the CCO chair and take a listen to Scott's ideas about what you can do as a chief integrity and compliance officer. Check it out on the Compliance Podcast Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.